So, Maddie, you grew up in church like I did, and Palm Sunday was like, oh, Easter's coming, and the beautiful story of Jesus sending his disciples to pick, uh, to pick up a colt or a donkey or a colt and a donkey, uh, depending mm-hmm. on which version of the text we read, um, and, and the sense of a parade, and um, all the people throwing their cloaks and their palms down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Hosanna, Hosanna. I love the way you define what Hosanna is. Say, say that right now for everybody. Yeah, Hosanna is holy God, holy one, holy being, save us, rescue us. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful word in the Greek and the uh, Hebrew, Hoshana, right? Holy one, save us. I love it. Um, so here they are shouting those um, praises, and we love it, memorialized in Hosanna, 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 Ho. I promise to get you singing, Amanda. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> Superstar. Um, but it's really serious, right? Jesus is riding into town when he knows he's at the end of his life, at the end of his ministry and at the end of his life. He knows that the contest between good and evil, between empire and God's reign, um, between poverty and wealth, that this contest is coming to a head, right? Mm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Literally, right? On the, on the other side of town is like a, another kind of parade, right? With Caesar and horses and chariots. And on this side of town, a simple one from Nazareth and Galilee and Palestine. Jewish, Palestinian, poor, riding in on a donkey colt as a symbol of his intention for peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we hear exactly how you said, we have this um, duality of empire versus this new promise, this new hope, this new expectation that people have. Um, And even as they're having this hope, they're coming together to shout something, save us, something, rescue us, Um, which I think speaks profoundly to this exact moment that we're in. Um, You and I are always talking about the disparity in wealth between whites and blacks in America. It's like, um, you know, $17,000 $17,000 or so per average black family versus $170,000 or so for the typical white family. Mm-hmm. When we think about wealth being the space between kind of what you own or what you have and the debt you have, mm-hmm. that's a huge disparity, 10 times as much. And it is like concretized in systemic oppression and systemic racism and the class the class issues that go along with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that the um, this COVID moment that we're in is its own unique specific moment that we will be talking about for centuries to come, but it is also a culmination and an emphasis on the systemic injustices, the systemic injustices of the empire, um, to relate it back to the Palm Sunday story that have been present for years and years. Um, you know, you're, you're mentioning some numbers about inequality, about empire and mass incarceration. Uh, you mentioned we spend 179 billion per year, this country on mass incarceration. In our immigration system, we spend 123 billion per year on our immigration system. Um, there are 38.5 million children in this country who live at or below the poverty level. And so when we think about, oh, and we haven't even mentioned how much we spend on the war, on the war economy. Since 2001, we've spent 6.4 trillion. And so when we think about um, empire and things that we are marching against, honestly, this is an empire 
um, of injustice and sin that has been present for a long, long, long time. Present since before Jesus's birth mm -hmm. and certainly present throughout his ministry. It's like, of course, we're, we're destined to be wealthy. We're predestined to be wealthy. Um, we are designed to be better than the poor. We are created to be superior to blacks. There is this built-in uh, manifest destiny, um, uh, uh, um, white supremacy that lives inside Christianity. And that kind of preaching is what got Trump elected. And that kind of preaching is what keeps him with approval ratings that are shockingly high mm -hmm. for his bad behavior. And I don't mean to be Hoover political, but I'm just trying to speak the truth of when empire masquerades as Christianity, God's people on the margins, God's people who are disenfranchised suffer the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Jackie, I think maybe you do mean to be political, right? <laughs> I mean, everything in our lives we know is political and you can't preach a Palm Sunday sermon without bringing present day ties to the reality of almost asking ourselves, where would you be on that day today? That's great. Would you That's be at the parade? that is ushering in an unexpected person on a, on a humble, lowly donkey that was borrowed, by the way, not even a donkey that he owned, a borrowed donkey that symbolizes peace. Would you be in that parade, believing in something that you'd never seen really before, believing in something that you'd only heard about? Or would you be at the front gate of the city with the flash, with the pomp and circumstance, with the horses, with the war, um, paraphernalia, you know, where would you be? Really, I really think that that's a, a question that especially white people and white Christians need to be asking themselves, because that does play out even today. If we don't think about what would Jesus do, to go back to my high school days when we all wore those bracelets, then we have not asked the right question as we enter into Holy Week, as we pray, Amanda, God save us, help us. God and ask ourselves, what's our role in that salvation? Yeah, that's beautiful, Jackie. And you know, one thing I've been I've been thinking too is how unexpected this entrance of um, the one that they've been waiting for was. Right? You know, we we talked about how it's in complete opposition to what's happening on the other side of town, um, and so it makes me just want to wonder with you, um, what might be the unexpected ways that we might be rescued, that we might be saved in this COVID moment. Remembering, even as we think about this Palm Sunday, shouting Hosanna, um, save us, that really we are the ones who are gonna have to pull ourselves through this, like, like we always say at Middle. Um, we are the ones that are gonna have to do this. A college friend of mine texted me the other day, where is our leader? What are we going to do? And I said, it's every one of us. Amen. Every single one of us, you know, you can't sit there in Austin and wait on a national leader who we know we don't have. And to be quite frank, we've never had, you know, the, the person that um, as us people of faith know it, would, it, it is really going to take um, to flip this this world around. And so it is up to every one of us in this moment to be those those surprising um, people who are bringing about the unimaginable change. I'm thinking about Katrina, who said, what can I do? You know, can I call some people? Can I call and check in on people? I'm thinking about Matthew, who mm -hmm. is doing free cardio Beyonce classes <laughs> on Friday, and now one for kids on Wednesdays. 
I'm thinking about Laura, a therapist on our community, who is calling all of our first line responders and checking in on them. I'm thinking about um, Francisco, who's on the front lines in Brooklyn, who when I called and said, how are you doing? Can we, can we check in on you? He said, oh, I could use your prayers because I am walking by every room of an old person who is dying alone. And I'm saying a prayer for them. Oh my God. And so. That is so amazing. Yeah. Go. Right? Um, and so when we think about where are the parades too, which is I think what we're really asking, uh, where is this, um, where are the people coming together to be the people of God and to be holy in this moment? You, you are the ones we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. You are the one who will save, who will save the people in your community, in your circle, because of the love you give and the way you give it. This is, this is our Holy Week blessing for you. Yes. That you know your power to be a healing agent in this world. Mm -hmm. When there's a people's bailout online digital rally this week with millions of people on it that, you know, Dr. Barber and Valerie Kaur and all of our partners are on. And when we do our conference in April, which is another type of joining of the godness and the goodness in all of us and We've got to talk about empire with this. We've got to figure out how we can break down these systems. Otherwise, they'll continue to rule. It's the, it's the merging of those two where I find so much hope and of which we are about um, at Middle and in this movement. We're in an interfaith movement for love and justice, friends, um, that includes our Sikh brothers and sisters and our Hindu brothers and sisters, our Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist brothers and sisters, and it includes you. It includes you exactly as you are, wherever you are, believing, if not in God, in the power of love to radically rewire us. You are blessed, anointed, called, set apart, gifted, charged with changing the empire into the kingdom of God. Those of us who are Christians pray that prayer every, every day, some of us. Thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our lives are to make this, this space on earth exactly as it is that God ordains and desires. Mm -hmm. And we invite you to join us. Amen. Amen.